I really, I really appreciate all of you being here. I, I absolutely um, love doing things that um, bring community and different people together to, you know, get to know one another, um, to learn something, to share a common passion. So this fits all of those things. So I'm really, I'm really very honored to have, um, to have you here. And this is kind of the beginning of a, a long relationship with the French Arts Association. Um, um, it just it started with um, but my husband and I meeting and we um, uh, we moved in together he um, he had two works of art he actually comes from a family that uh, collects art and actually his father is now a retired labor lawyer and full-time artist himself <laughs> who is showing in galleries and everything now so um, so he grew up with a you know surrounded by art not necessarily to this extent I know this is a little Different than most people, but um, <laughs> but but nonetheless, with with a fantastic um, collection of works on the walls and having gone to museums and galleries, and so we when, we when we hung the first two, the works that he had in our home, I just it it I don't know, it just it ignited something in me, and I said this is this is amazing. Like I I want to know more. Like why why these two works like how did you how did you come about getting them do you know who made them what what were they thinking you know and I just became a sponge and um, so and, and at the time my husband and I were both traveling extensively for work and we were really only together on weekends and that was the first many years of our life lives together really so art came became really a way of our communicating as we traveled the world for work we would go to different museums and galleries and artist studios and it just became you know something that we could really share with one another that bonded us together and I think th you know that passion only only grew and now it kind of encompasses our entire lives <laughs> in this beautiful sort of way so um, you know we immediately started collecting work um, we believe very strongly that you should support your local communities. So we, we um, started you know, immediately collecting a lot of local artists, going to artist studios. At the time, we lived on the beach, so we went to the Art Center of South Florida. Um, soon after, we joined the board of the Art Center of South Florida. But we really just, just dove in um, head first. And as, as we started collecting, um, we realized very quickly that a relationship with the artist for us was a very important component of the work. Um, it didn't mean that we knew all of the artists whose work we collected, but it, uh, you know, but we tried very hard <laughs> to find the artists whose work we collected. I mean, you know, we've been collecting now for 20 years, and and things luckily are changing, and hopefully, we are playing a role in that changing. But you know, in the past, a lot of times they, the Collectors were kept separate from the artist, unless you unless you met the artist directly on your own. If you if you purchased work from a gallery, they weren't necessarily forthcoming in making introductions for you to, to meet the artist, <coughs> which I think was uh, you know I, a real problem personally. But I'm trying to trying to, to break down those barriers, and I think a lot of them are coming down now. Um, <coughs> but. Um, so as, as we continued, we, it was at, at a time when Miami you know, is, is really growing as a city and as a cultural community. And I, I, I think uh, you know, it, that's, that's only continuing. But it's, 
and, and uh, we frankly, we're still in our infancy. I mean, Miami as a city is very young. So, and what that means to me is that there's just tremendous potential here to, to make a difference, to have a real impact. And, and not, there are very few international cities where as an individual that, you know, as an individual, you could, you could make a difference. Like you can really do something unique and different. So, you know, I started thinking about this idea of a, of a residency. And, you know, it started with, you know, just wanting to get closer to artists, to understand, you know, what did it mean to wake up every morning and, and be creative? Like, I have a to-do list every morning, you know, and check it off. And, but, you know, what does that mean? Like, oh, I need to paint a painting today, or I need to, you know, I need to come up with, I need to begin thinking about my next body of work. Like, how do you do that? You know, I don't, it, it's, it's amazing to me. So it started with this idea. And then also, like, I, I wanted to know, like, what are the different, hello, welcome. No, no worries. If you, if you, please feel free to just oh grab another chair too. Down. Okay. Um, oh, what was I saying? So, um, you know, not only how do you create work, but how do you, how do you live? Like, I'm always fascinated. I think all my, my, I think my whole reason for living is to um, connect people and 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 get to know people and embrace each other's differences and educate through through conversation. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just, I wanted to know everything, like, what were your parents like? Are they supportive? What, were you constantly drawing? Did you come to this later in life? You know, do you see fruit the way I see fruit? Like, I don't know, you know, I just, we wanted to know everything. And, um, and at the same time, we were, we were getting more and more involved in the local art community, and we saw, as we would go to openings, be it at museums or galleries or nonprofit spaces, that, it was so difficult to actually engage with the artists. Oftentimes they flew in, they hung their work, there was an opening, there's a ton of people at the opening, everybody's talking, you might shake a hand, you might give a kiss, and then they were gone. And you're like, wow, I, I would have loved to have known you, you know? And at the time it was like, and I think it's, it's still an issue, I mean, funding for the arts is a challenge. Um, you know, staying in Miami and bringing artists here is expensive, hotels are expensive. And then, you know, um, so, so we said, okay, well, with the residency, we can, we can support the nonprofits, and, and actually we ended up supporting a lot, of, we, support, we support a lot of galleries through the program as well, so we started a relationship with Locust Projects, um, which was an uh, organization that we were supporting at the time. They're now, in the, if you don't know them, they're in the design district. It's a wonderful um, exhibition space where artists are encouraged to step outside of their traditional practice and do something that's more experimental. And um, at the time they were in Wynwood, before Wynwood was Wynwood, when it was still like dangerous and you didn't walk there at night. And their place where they stayed was this little room that they made as lovely as possible, but it was still a windowless room in the back of a warehouse. So um, that had a bar, uh, bars on the door that you entered through, right? So not the most welcoming space. And I said, well, well, we'll start by hosting all of your artists. So from this point forward, we provided all of their flights and all of their artist accommodations. And we did that for almost six and a half, six and a half years, I think. Now they have a, a space of their own where they host the artists. But it started with that, and then we went to all the museums and said we'd love to do the same thing. We, we've hosted artists for all of the museums and multiple artists for all of the museums now. And then as new art nonprofits opened up, we 
we brought them into the fold. Then we had galleries that were like, well, I'd really like to bring my artists in. So we brought them into the fold. And at the same time, we were also inviting artists um, and um, either artists that we had met, referrals and recommendations. For a couple years, we had an open call. Um, that became um, a little bit difficult. I would still like to do that again, but the last time we did an open call, we had over 400 applications. And a lot of people say, well, that was a lot to look through. And I'm like, it wasn't about looking through them. It was about having to say no 370 times. You know, like that was, that was more, that was what was difficult for me. Forget, looking through it, I loved it. You know, I'd stay up all night. But having to say no that many times was difficult. Um, uh, so, so that's how it started. Uh, that's how the residency started. And the residency hosts, um, we host ours 365 days a year. We've been going, uh, in March will be our 10-year anniversary. March 2018 will be our 10-year anniversary. Um, we've hosted, I think we're like 330 artists from 39 countries. Um, the artists stay on average a month, but they're able to stay up to two months. Um, and they come for a whole host of reasons. Um, they may come because there's something specific in Miami that they'd like to you know, learn more about, understand better, gain influence from. Um, sometimes they're coming to create work for a show if it's in conjunction with a museum or a gallery. Sometimes they're coming because they, they have to produce for a show somewhere else and they just need to, you know, they need to, you know, kind of get outside their, you know, their friends, their family, their obligations and just be able to put their head down and work. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe they're coming because They've been producing commercially for so long that they just need to, like, you know, take a step back and go, what am I doing next? Like, I need to just be open to let new ideas and new inspirations come in, new inspiration come in, um, you know. So, so they're, they're coming for a number, uh, a number of reasons. And while they're here, you know, they, um, I always get asked if I have trouble keeping people off the beach. And... That has never, ever been the case. Like, the, uh, it, it's really quite interesting. Actually, more often, I'm like going, okay, you have two days left. One, you need to stick your feet in the sand, okay? Just, just once, put your feet in the sand at least. So it's never, it's, it's really never been an issue. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I've been told just because it's, it's just a productive environment. Like, the, the energy is there. The, you know, the people are there. The community is there. It's just, it just feels good. So they want to... They want to produce. They want to do their research. They want to be engaged. Um, and then, so at the same time, within a couple of weeks of starting the um, residency, like I said, we were purchasing uh, work from local artists. And we just became really just friends with a lot of local artists. And we said, you know, while, the, I, while I really believe the residency is very important for local artists as well, because it brings inspiration from around the world. I mean, it's very difficult. I can't travel much, so for me, it's a way of learning about the world and what's happening, you know, in, in every aspect of, of, of life, but obviously art specifically. Um, so I think, it, you know, that's giving, that was already giving back to local artists, but I think we just, we wanted to do more. So we did a, um, just a, several dinners and asked people, like, what do you need? <laughs> and everybody said, studio space. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, let's see. I don't own commercial property, and I can't buy a building, but I have friends. So I just reached out to a bunch of friends that had commercial buildings and said, 
who wants to give me a building <laughs> and I'll turn it into something. And, um, and you know, I just need time. And, and uh, so I had a friend that had a place in Little River, which now everybody knows about Little River, Little Haiti. Back then, nobody knew about Little River, Little Haiti. And I said, oh, well, let me come take a look at it. I said, if, it, if I can turn it into artist studios and if I can make it safe, um, yes. So I went to this building. We started off with a smaller piece of it. Um, we put a gate around it, you know, so that these people could safely get in and out with their um, with their cars. And I uh, I put tape on the floors to divide to divide studio spaces because I didn't I didn't really know how much space people would need or how much they would want or you know we had an idea of budget, but I said you know, and I wanted to you know the people that came early to be able to use more space um, until until we filled up and my deal was that when I filled half the space I get one air conditioning unit when I filled another half I get another air conditioning unit and so and it really kind of it just grew organically and people picked their taped area um, and and then as it grew people eventually started building you know building walls and that's how it that's how it started that's how it started there were no walls before um, we ended up expanding five times to break into every warehouse that was close to it. Um, and, um, and that's how the Fountainhead Studios was, was born. And it was really, at the time, um, there, were, you know, there, there still are two main studio complexes, the Bakehouse, which is in um, uh, west of Wynwood, and then the Art South Center of South Florida, which is on um, Lincoln Road. And those spaces are are amazing. I still work extensively with with them. I you know I think we still don't have enough studio complexes. I mean la you're at Laundromat, which is two years old, maybe yeah, something like that. Um, but and, and trust me, we could probably have ten more, and we still wouldn't have enough. But the whole idea between behind Fountainhead was that it was really just working space. So whereas the Bakehouse and, and the Art Center of South Florida have a, have a real public component. Like you, you know, at the Art Center, I think you, you I, well, I know you, ha you had to be there X number of hours during, you know, traffic times on Lincoln Road. I just wanted a space where people could work. And if they wanted, you know, they, they were obviously there because they wanted some form of community. But if they wanted to work for three months with their door closed because they just needed focus, they could do that as well, you know. And they could open their door when they wanted when they wanted fellow artists to come in and, and talk with them. So it was it's it's really just purely working space. Um, we only open to the public twice a year, uh, because again, we don't you know artists as you can imagine they'll clean up their studio and they'll make it look great, but that's not what they you know that's not really how they work necessarily is with their studios like that so um, so we don't want to keep the public out we just want to bring them in you know twice a year so we actually have one coming up October 28th um, so you can come from three to seven um, <coughs> so that was the start of Fountainhead Studios and um, um, yeah and, and since then we, we did we had a project called the house for a while the fountainhead house h-a-u-s that was because uh, i've always wanted to build my own home so uh, we found a property a block away and did all the plans to build this beautiful home and everybody's first question was oh it must have been like huge to add more wall space i'm like no it has not it was not bigger at all it was just i just really wanted to build my own house it was really kind of that simple <laughs> 
And then um, once we made all of those investments, I kind of went to Dan and I was like, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to build that anymore. And he's like, yeah. are, you, are you serious? And I was like, well, every time, you know, because we put the house on the market and every time somebody walked in, I was like, you know, they would say, crap, you know, why are you moving? And I would think, why am I moving? Like, why am I doing this? And, and I realized that this house really is kind of perfect for us because it, you know, all of the bedrooms are on one side so we can entertain. And, and when our children were young, we could just close the door and they, they could sleep soundly in their rooms. It's a very open house, yet it has a ton of wall space, which a lot of modern homes now are very open and they have new walls, you know? Um, and uh, that we can't live without walls. <laughs> so we're already on our ceilings in most rooms. Um, you know, we thought about changing out these lights because, you know, they take up way too much ceiling space. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, so, uh, so we, you know, he was like, um, uh, okay, you know. So, but during that time, as we were going through this process of the plans and everything, which was about two years, um, you know, we just, we had five local artists and we gave it to them and they used it as their studios. Um, you know, and it was, it was so much fun. Like it was just because that was like a no holds bar. You like, you could do whatever you wanted in the space. It was really, it was really pretty cool. Um, but uh, so that was the Fountainhead house. And now, you know, now I'm actually launching a membership program with Fountainhead because over the last couple of years, I've done a lot with um, gallery tours and studio tours and educational events with, you know, art conservators, collectors, museum directors, just to, my, my, my belief is that, you know, the, the art world, art world as it's defined, is really tiny, okay? I mean, it, and I, that's one of the reasons why, that's partly why I love it, because I have so many phenomenal relationships that stemmed from being in the art world. And I said one of the greatest gifts that it's given me is that I have friends from like the age of 19 to literally in their 90s and we speak a common language which is art, right? And you know, every economic, like you know, they, they are as diverse as you can and we, but we met through art. So that's been, a, that's just been a tremendous gift. But, but for, I, I, but I think that art shouldn't, it shouldn't be this box. Like it should be available to everyone at any budget, and if you talk to most artists, that's what they want too, you know. Um, so that's really my that's that's really my my goal is to um, to make the art world the world, right, and have everyone feel comfortable in it because that's not necessarily the first world that most first word that most people use to describe the art world. It's actually a a little stuffier than that and it's very funny because a friend of mine um, who is an artist had his own gallery went to work for a major gallery in New York and um, he posted on Facebook and he's like yes from now on just so you know when you enter the door I will look you up and down and then turn and start doing my work because that's my job you know and, um, and it's and it's funny but you know it's kind of it's, it can be true I know some amazing gallery owners don't get me wrong that are nothing like that but unfortunately that that does still that does still persist I mean when we bought our first work from a gallery the uh, I'll never forget the the person I was speaking with um, they were like well you know that first I had to like really really almost 
begged for them to come and tell me a little bit about what I was looking at. And then they were like, oh, well, you must know so-and-so. And obviously you can see the influence of so-and-so. And, you know, they went to this, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there going, I don't see, uh, I don't know any, I, I don't know any of the references <laughs> you just made. I don't know any of the people that you, you're speaking of. And I, I'm like, I, you know, I, and I, I made the comment. I said, well, maybe, maybe I'm not smart enough in your eyes to buy this work but I really like it, you know, and, and uh, it was just like, you know, I was like, oh my God, from that, you know, that point, I'm like, this is, you know, we got to work on this. Um, so I know I'm going on, but so this, but so the, I'm just hoping that, I mean, I can just do more and more to, to, to do just that. So, um, but, but so I want this, so now to get into what I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be talking about really, which is kind of this idea of, of artists and, and collectors. And, and I actually still like the word collector. I mean, I know a lot of people are <coughs> pushing against that word. Um, I like it because you, you, are, you, you, are, you are, you know, collecting is a passion, regardless of what you're collecting. Like you, 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 you're, you're taking money that that you earn that you worked really hard for and investing it in 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 a thing or in a person or or something like that and I and I hesitate to use the word investing because it's I don't think of investing as like something you buy and then sell that's the other challenge I have with the art world right now is that I'm so often asked is this a good investment and I always say yes it is because you're investing in a person you know like you're you're helping them continue their art practice, be who they want to be, give back to the world. If you're asking me if you're making a good investment in an object, I don't have a crystal ball, and that's not why you should buy it. I want you, you're also investing in yourself because you are now going to, depending on where you place this, you are now going to enter your home and see something that inspires you or open your eyes in the morning to see something that helps you to jump out of bed or something that you see that's a beautiful reminder of something that you love before you go to bed at night. So, yes, if that's what you're looking to invest in, then absolutely that's what this, that, you know, that's what this purchase will be. Um, but now, now more than ever, I think artists, well, I don't think, I know, artists have, have many more tools available to them um, to, to reach out to collectors and potential collectors and to create their own business. I mean, a lot of work is found on Instagram and social media, and I'm like the worst person in social media. I'm, I've been told that, I know that. I go, I go on for like a hot seven days, and then I disappear for like four months. <laughs> Luckily, I have friends that tag me in things, but, um, but, but, but really a lot, a lot, um, a lot of, People are, you know, sell their art through Instagram. Actually, I recently commissioned a, a work for a client in Montreal. After having sent them, I think, I don't know, probably 25, 30 artists that I had, you know, had in my sphere to, for this particular commission, none of which worked, like that, that hit the mark for them. So I started trolling Instagram myself, and I ended up, I ended up finding an artist in in California and commissioning a, you know a seven-foot bronze work from her. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing is that I think, you know, filling your walls or, or purchasing work for your walls is also something that's really okay. Like, also in the art world, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we thought, you know, 
I mean, Dan and I have never purchased things for a particular space, but that's because we're obsessed. But, um, but you know, it, 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 some people are, you know, are just going to want to have something in their home that they appreciate, you know, like I said, that they love and that, you know, makes their house a home, you know, and I think that that's a beautiful thing. So if you're looking for something of a particular dimension because it's in your entryway and you're going to see it every time you you walk in your home and your friends are going to you know, be greeted by that that's great you know i mean it's uh so i, I and and it and it it really defines a, a home it gives it gives your home your personality right i mean how many of you have been to homes where you're like it's stunning it's beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous i love the materials i love the this but it doesn't say anything about the person within the space. I can go to the craziest space that's like, well, like this or, you know, and, and appreciate it so much more because you have the sense of the person that's living in there. You know, um, it, I just think it, it's so different. And even if there's something on someone's wall that I look at and I go, wow, they live with that? Wow, that, that's interesting. No, but then, you, but then you ask them and you're like, you know, and the story behind it, you're just, you know, you, by the time you hear the story, you love it. Even if you, if you don't want to live with it, you know, it's just knowing that we're all different, right? We all have different histories, different futures, different ways of living, you know, just to be able, you know, when you have something on the wall, if it could be a string, but if there's a story as to why you love that string, you know, then to me, that's art and that's great. But you I would know. say, you know, as, as artists, um, that are in the room, I just encourage you to stay, in, you know, in contact with people that own your work and, and not through like mass emails, but unless you have, you know, unless you have so many collectors that you can't call <laughs> or email them personally. Um, but I would say it's important to have, it's important to have those mass emails to keep people informed as to what you're doing. But for the collectors, the people that own your work, we love phone calls and personal emails. You know, it just, it just you feel that much more connected and, and that much more like when you're top of mind too, when, you know, when we're out talking to somebody, I'll be like, oh, you know, I just heard from Kristen, you're the most amazing thing, you know, and it might not have anything to do with your art, like just something amazing that's happening in your life, you know, and then you tell somebody that story and they're like, the artist just called you? Like, you just heard, really? They were just catching up? They weren't, yeah, it's just, just, you know, bringing me into their lives, you know, those, those, it's, I mean, that's true about anything in life, right? There's like personal, those little touches that, that make you feel special, right? And, and intimate and a part of someone's lives. I think that's what we're all looking for, no matter, no matter what you're looking for it in, that's, I mean, certainly that's what I'm looking for, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. one of our funniest stories with our, with our son do you remember when the containers, when we used to have the containers on the beach art positions? It's now in the convention center, but we, <laughs> we were in one of the containers and it was a very large, like the, the entire container was one large abstract painting. And, um, and, <laughs> and we, were, we were in there with Gall too. He was like this little toe head of a kid, you know? And, um, and he takes a step back and there was, it's a, it was pretty crowded at the time. And the, he takes a step back and he, he just says, that is an amazing abstract. 
<laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and the whole, the whole container went quiet. And they're like, and I said, he, he actually knows what he's saying. <laughs> um, and, it, and we also, we, you know, some of our dear friends um, that we carpooled with for many years um, are Mormons. And their kids would come over here all the time. And this is not necessarily the environment that, uh, that they would paint a picture of, right? But we're very, very, we're very close. So every time we would get a new piece, I would invite her over. We would talk about the work. And I don't know necessarily what was communicated uh, between, the, you know, between the families, but our relationship was only stronger because of it. And then she allowed the kids to come over and allow, you know, allowed them to ask any, any questions. But I, it's really it's a way of breaking down almost any barrier that exists out there.